Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate. This is episode 147. Uh, before we get into it, first things first, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there, hockey dads. You guys are a special breed of human. We, we appreciate everything you do. Uh, that's the only reason why I'm not going to be up biz devs ass this podcast because he's going to dinner. It's eight 48 at night. I thought that was a little strange. He said he'd be a hundred percent in, I guess it's okay because it's a father's day dinner. Uh, but biz dev isn't here, but Hal is Hal. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Yeah. I mean, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, Dale's actions, uh, but the issue is he did pretty much give us the Mark Messier guarantee that he would be here 100% no matter what. Uh, he sent that at 12.05 this afternoon, and it is now 8.49 p.m. He's not on the podcast. So things change, I guess. You can't trust people. Nothing's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I wish Dale was here. Happy Father's Day. Uh, dads deserve it. All right. Well, well, that keeping it short and simple. Before what do you have, dude? Like, what do you want? What do you want me to say? Father's Day is good, right? Like, Father's Day. Here's sick. my. Here's my thing, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but I think Father's Day is the perfect time of year. Like, mothers have the advantage in one sense that their holiday comes first, but Father's holiday it's always a little bit warmer out. Like, you can be outside. Although today was arguably too hot uh, for my taste. Uh, but I wish they kind of like split them up. Like, I feel like it's like, boom, boom, like right in that springtime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. give me like a couple months to breathe um, and let both of them kind of have their, their shine. But I, I turned 30 this year and Father's Day is kind of the only thing that like I'm looking forward to. Like, I don't have kids yet, but I can't wait until I do because then it's like every year you at least get one green light where you can just do and get buckled and mangled and really enjoy family like. I don't know. When I think Father's Day, I think barbecues and beers and mowing the lawn and shit. And that, that brings me to my next thing that I wanted to ask you now. At your current place, do you mow the lawn? And at the place you're moving to, will you have to mow the lawn? No, no. So okay. I don't have but, to mow but the you, lawn. But you've done that before because we've worked uh, like yard work, landscaping at the track in the past. And we've talked about this. Yeah, my parents also, I would like to say, my parents didn't really expect a ton out of me at the house. But like they expected me to mow the lawn. So okay, so that that's a little bit different for me because my old man handled everything. So since he's been gone, like I've had to really pick up the fucking pace. And holy shit, dude! Like it's not easy. But the one thing that I love it goes hockey, fishing, and then mowing the lawn, dude. I fucking love mowing the lawn. I get a twelve pack twisty. We've probably talked about this before, but like every time I mow the lawn, I'm like. This is just pure bliss. I bring out this speaker and like I'm on a rider mower, so it's pretty loud, but the speaker is even louder. And I just bump classic rock, dude, and catch rays. And I, I wear the same tank top and I wear a bathing suit because I know I'm going to sweat right through it. And uh, I, I just get after it, dude. And it normally takes like four hours. People leave me alone. I do my fucking thing. And like, dude, big, big mowing the lawn guy. I, I, I love mowing the lawn so much that I'm kind of interested in getting like those uh, dad sneakers, like those Nike or New Balances and really like paint them green. Yeah, I mean, you could, dude. I think that would be a fresh look. You can find those. I think those New Balances, too, are like 30 bucks. So you should definitely do that and paint them green. Although you're on a – you ride, right? Yeah, but, like, so, yeah, I, I have, like, a, not, a, not a ton of land, but enough where you need a rider. But there's a lot of parts where, like, you need to use a push mower. 
So I spend probably like three quarters of the time on the rider and then a quarter of the time on the push mount. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I think this is very similar to like our discussion. We talked about dishes, how dishes is one thing where you can just like put music on, like maybe drink a beer or two and just like get it done. I find it very similar and you kind of described that too. Another thing I do like, um, and it's something that like keeps me on track and I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm saying like I put some thought into it is the lines, like following the lines from like where you cut last and try to make a nice even line next to that. Uh, not missing any spots it like gives you kind of an objective but like ultimately it's really not that stressful because you you can always go back or like touch it up yeah I so I I would say I have more of a yard than I have a lawn I think with lawn that's when your lines are like fucking pristine where a yard it's like I just got to make sure I fucking hit everything and like especially with our yard because we don't have like a paved driveway so like fucking rocks and gravel get all over the place and the next thing you know you're blowing up the fucking lawnmower like that's not what you want but I would agree with that. I actually have a question for you. So I mentioned that I wore a bathing suit when I do this. Now, one of my, like, one of the things I always want is I've always wanted a pair of work jeans that had like paint on them and like holes in them that I could wear around and people like, okay, that kid's a hard worker. So I had this, these pair of jeans, dude. And uh, I had to bail hay at my uncle's barn one time and I got a, a fucking sick rip and I'm right at the knee. So I'm like, okay, these are legit. And then when I was painting my bedroom earlier last year, I got some paint on them. So these things are all fucking dolled up. Should I switch over to my jeans when I'm doing this shit or stay strictly like bathing suit? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm usually an athletic short guy in these situations. Um, I think the only time personally, the only time I think pants should be required during lawn work is if you're weed whacking. Uh, other yeah, than weed that, whacking can be a tricky tricky thing remember when we used to have to weed whack the ditch at the track like there's a horse track and then the, how big was the ditch the ditch was probably like eight feet deep and like three feet wide and you had to go down in there and weed whack the whole thing you would just leave work with welt all over your body if you didn't wear jeans brutal so out on weed whacking i'm out on i'm out on rocks i don't know I've, I've also had been doing a lot of watering this year. That fucking sucks. I'm not a big water the flowers kind of guy. I'm more of a let nature take its course, but I've had to really pick up the pace on that. Um, yeah, that's why I don't think I would ever be able to be on those people with, like, flower beds and stuff like that. Watering, I mean, if you have, like, in, if you have the system in your lawn, I think it's fair. But moving, moving like, a sprinkler around the hoses just isn't – worth it to me dude and like where where i live like the flower beds all over the place so like you have to go back and fill up this water jug like six different fucking times and it's just you have gunner there dropping a like a dirty fucking like ball in your lap the whole time it's like jesus dude <laughs> read the fucking room you know it's hot as fuck i don't need to get even more although if i had the jeans on i wouldn't care about getting dirty so i don't know but that that's what we have that's our non-hockey talk for the afternoon uh Again, happy Father's Day, but we're going to hop into it. Let's do some NHL news. Whoa, I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media 
and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Death Wish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. All right, again, that was brought to you by Death Wish Coffee. Uh, Saratoga Coffee Traders actually just opened up. I have yet to go down there and get one. I have to do that. I, I bought... I bought like the death wish coffee and I've just been doing the iced coffee. That thing has been cranking. So good for Ked being an adult. All right. First story on the docket. Here we go. Eugene Melnick, our Ottawa senators, man. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, Hal and I play with the senators on the NHL 20, although we're going to talk about how we switched teams recently. The senators are always kind of like, I don't know. Can, can you describe the senators to the listeners who really haven't heard us talk about them yet? They're like the, the professional version of the bad news bears. Fair enough. But uh, so here we go. This, this, this is, this is what happened. We are witnessing the start of a blistering fight between franchise franchises uh, owner, Eugene Melnick, who never seems to miss a chance to do the wrong thing on the PR front and the team's charitable foundation, which just happens to enjoy uh, broad community support. The fight is for nothing less than control of the sense foundation, the allocation of millions of dollars to dispenses to worthy causes every year. And the fight to get messy Melnick has long uh, wanted to, like, run the foundation's operations, including deciding where all the money goes after the bills are paid. He wants to broaden the list of prospective recipients beyond local youth-related programs that are currently funded to embrace causes closer to his own heart, like organ donation awareness. It's not surprising, given that he nearly survived the liver transplant in 2015. The team recently warned the Sense Foundation that will either start monitoring the Melnick's drum or be replaced by a new charitable organization at will. Uh, they ended up responding on Twitter with a polite no thanks. So they are now on the outs. What do you have on this? Melnick getting involved with the foundation, like the charitable foundation. It's like this guy is Charlie Kelly and always sunny when they're doing the, the gas runs and he's a wild card and cuts the break on, on the van. Same guy. Yeah. I would, I would say like the last part of an organization you think the owner would be fighting with would be like the charitable uh, part. I think it's kind of funny too. Like originally I like glanced over what you just read and originally I saw like, all right, whatever. I get it. He wants to, he wants to give money to different places like organ donation. Like it, it, he does own the team. Like maybe it makes a little bit of sense that like he can like also like choose where some of their money goes. Like I know like it sounds selfish and like kind of shitty, but I feel like he should have maybe some say in that. The only issue I have with that is the only reason he wants to donate to them is because like, like he got an organ. Like it's kind of like all about him. It's not about the sense. It's not about the community. It's pretty much, it's not about the team that he puts out there. It's kind of like everyone's complaints about them. And like, don't get me wrong. I think this guy like has provided us more entertainment than anyone else in hockey. But like, He's up if, you're, if you're a sense fan, you absolutely hate this guy. Correct? Yeah, like, you, you definitely do. But as not a Senator fan, I'd love to get dinner with him. Like, what do you think? What do you think he would order for dinner? I don't know. He probably he always he kind of plays me as a guy who would like rent out the whole restaurant just to have like a booth. A hundred percent. But then he like orders chicken tenders with honey mustard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could. But like a specific honey mustard, I could see that happening. I don't. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a good thing about him. Um, right? Like if like like if people said he's a good guy, if people like vouched for him. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, the first I've heard of him was back in 2015 when he needed that transplant, and people were like, "Hey, can we help it out?" And then they ended up helping him out, and it was it was a fucking great story. Like, I remember hearing that, like how cool that was. Then ever since then, dude, he's really just kind of taken the Senators and just like 
I, I mean, I don't know. You have the Uber crisis, Carlson, Hoffman, uh, the draft picks, just like the, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's – I. he's the Jim Dolan of the NHL. Which is funny because Jim Dolan owns an NHL team, but he doesn't exactly. do it in the NHL, which is huge for you because you're right. This is exactly what the Rangers could be if Jim Dolan actually cared about your team. Oh, my God. If they gave him the reins, holy shit. That would, yeah. It'd be, they, Jim Dolan would be arguing with the Garden of Dreams to fucking put in a kazoo thing. it'd be be insane dude Uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if i have anything else on that do you Uh, yeah well i'm sure we'll hear from him very soon uh here's one heard from someone with a good connection to the league that the hub cities are picked they said it's vegas for eastern conference which we heard and vancouver for the western conference uh is this gonna like are all the playoff games gonna be at 10 o'clock at night I don't know. I was thinking about this, but one, so here's my thing. One, I've also heard that all the Canadian cities are still involved. That came out like an out like earlier today too. So people still think that all the Canadian cities are an option. I don't think it matters where they are. If they're on the West coast, dude, it's not like they're playing in front of fans. Just start the games earlier. Start them at four o'clock because you don't have to worry about the home crowd getting there. Is it weird that you're starting it at four o'clock though? Like I know it's seven Maybe o'clock. For the here, players. But, like yeah, for the play like I mean they're gonna be a games while. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I I don't know, because if you're if you're an Eastern Conference team, you're normally playing at what, seven o'clock, eight o'clock? Yeah, I and also like I don't know if you're gonna agree with this take, but and maybe I'm dumb. I feel like the last place in the world where NHL players would like not get the coronavirus is Las Vegas. Like I saw that video of that guy hacking a dart under his mask yeah. at, in the casino. And I was like one of my favorite videos ever, but like, an, like just animals are back there. Do you know what I mean? And like, what do you think your NHL players are going to do? Like I, I get why the NHL players would want to go there. Like I'm sure the hotels are super nice. Like even if you're somebody who's not going to like, go out and stuff like it's still a nice place to be i'm sure you have a pool it'll be beautiful hot but like it just doesn't make sense to me i mean i bet you feel a lot better that you don't have 18 year old tyler sagan on the bruins right now (laughs) yeah yeah no way that guy's staying in no matter what they tell him i know dude that that's really true like you got to think like the two biggest obstacles for that area like there's going to be so many guys getting scratched for coronavirus and every guy that gets scratched because of coronavirus, people are going to be like, well, what was he doing? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh my God. That's going to be the number one thing. Which is why, like, I think the Canadian cities make sense. Like I think Vancouver is probably a nice spot. I think seems like NHL players love Vancouver. I think that could work. And then I, I know these are both West coast places, but I think Edmonton can work. Like I, I just don't think like Alberta probably has that high of rates of anything. Like it's, at least it's summertime, like maybe live on a lake or some shit. I don't know. I kind of like Vancouver. I don't, I don't want to mind Vancouver being one of the hub cities. I mean, it's kind of, it's a nice city. I, I don't know much about it in terms of like part, well, I don't know. And I also think. I feel like it's safer than Vegas. I feel like the higher the team seed is, like the lower percent chance they should have of being able to be a hub city. Like the teams that like are going to like do shit in the playoffs should be the teams that are hub cities. It should be the teams that aren't even in the playoffs should be. The but it seems team. like it's all playoff cities. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, <laughs> it could be Buffalo. But we'll talk about that in, in a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Something interesting to look forward to. And speaking of Corona, uh, just came out the first like player who's really been publicly exposed. Austin, Austin Matthews, uh, 
I mean, one of the best players in the National Hockey League has coronavirus. Uh, Simmons, the same guy who did the Phil Kessel hot dog scoop, that, was, that wasn't true. He came up with this, and the title was something along the lines of Austin Matthews and coronavirus, my exclusive. Or like some bullshit like that. So people are all pissed off at Simmons for outing Matthews. Uh, what, what do you have on this? Yeah, I mean, how does he even get that information? Like, how does that information spread, though? That's my thing. Like, I don't understand how a reporter gets their hands on that story. Like, I don't – if I was a player and I had it, like, you probably tell the team, but that's pretty much it. Like, I would just lay low, no? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is the team told him, not thinking that he would go out and say that. And – but I don't know. Then I would have thought his credentials would be gone by now. So well, I, you I would just think that Kyle Dubas, the boy genius, would have a tighter lid on his organization <laughs> yeah, than he actually right. It's just like their team needs enforcers on the ice. The front office needs enforcers up there to tell people to keep their mouth shut. I can see Dubas trying to get the G-Chat going at like 2.30 or the Slack going. He's like, oh, boys, Austin Matthews got the corona. Let's tighten everything up. Here we go. And Simmons is just like, oh, well, I got an exclusive now, bitch. Kyle Dubas reminds me of someone who every morning like wakes up with a Gary Gary V podcast. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really have much on it. I hope Austin Matthews is okay though. Uh, if you're a Leafs fan, it's almost like kind of a relief that your star players get it now than when they're playing. As terrible I, as that's. I sound. don't know if that's bad to think to say, but like that's exactly what I thought. Like two weeks right. from now, you don't have to worry about Matthews. He's good. He's like he's set for the playoffs. Because, like, I think the thing is, is, like, and it sucks, but I don't know. It just seems like all these teams and all these leagues that are starting to do this stuff, all the cases start popping up. So, like, it feels like it's going to happen. That's what blows my mind is all these leagues keep talking about doing these things, and then they say they're going to do it, and then they test the players. Like, you, why aren't they testing the players before they come out with this plan? Like, same with the Major League Baseball. It's insane. Yeah. And, the yeah, and you know look what? At, look at NCAA. All the, pretty much a football team opens a camp. They're all, they all have corona. Yeah, and I do want to say, boo Gary Bettman all you want, and I'm not like a Gary Bettman stan. I, I do think he's kind of a weasel. Uh, at least we're not Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. Like, Gary Bettman was the first sport to, like, really put it into hyperdrive. Do uh, you know what I mean? Like, we did that right. Like, the NHL did it right. I think what the NHL realized they need to do is they need to start doing stuff first, not, like, six years later. Yeah, which is nice. Hopefully they can figure out the next soundtrack to their video games. This shit's awful. <laughs> um, Carcillo's back in the news He's in a lawsuit against the CHL This is super serious time, I'm going to read this According to the lawsuit, players in the class Were among things forced to masturbate In front of teammates and coaches And forced to sexually assault teammates To consume saliva, urine, semen, and feces Of other players and to sexually engage with animals It was also alleged that the players had heavy objects Tied to their genitals, had their genitals dripped, Dipped in irritants and toxic liquids And had objects such as hockey sticks, brooms And food forced into their butts it's also alleged that the players were forced to consume large amounts of alcohol and illicit drugs. So, what the fuck was going on in the CHL, dude? Like, I, I mean, I've been on plenty of teams where I'm, like, a new guy, a freshman, and, like, okay, you got to pick up pucks. You might have to locker box. Uh, you, you have to sit in the shitty part of the bus on the bus trips. Uh, you might have to buy a senior – lunch or like you have to do like just fucking stupid shit but you just do it because that's like how you i've never heard of this shit dude i can't imagine me me being on a hockey team and then like them being like you have to do this and me being like okay yeah that sounds like a great idea yeah i know and i mean well the other thing too is just like i can't even imagine just like being on that team 
and being like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, can you imagine being like an upperclassman and be like, yeah, let's jam that hockey stick up that guy's. That's just fucking weird, dude. Yeah, so I, I, I know, dude. It's, I don't know. It sucks. Everything that you just said is really fucked up. Uh, I, if, I don't know. I, I would have to read more into it to give like an actual serious take on it, but it's a pretty terrible stuff, dude. And like, I don't, with, my question to you is like, is Carcillo just like leading it or was like he involved? I think no? he's the one kind of leading it, and they came out today that his teammates were, like, backing him. Uh, I, dude, I just don't fucking get this, man. And, like, I'm not saying I'm pro-hazing, but I definitely think that, like, if you have freshmen on a team, they kind of have to earn their stripes, right? Like, you kind of have to make them pick up the pucks or, like, do shit like that because it, it shows that, one, that they care, and, two, that they're willing to do shit to be a part of the boys, right? And, like, that's kind of what, what you look up to. This is fucked up, dude. This is, like, horror movie Saw two girls, one cup type shit, which is, like, not anything that should be involved in hockey. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. I don't fucking – I don't know. I think you did a good job there. I tried, dude. Um, moving on to something a little bit lighter, dude. Um, we're big hockey trading card guys. Shout out Southpaw, fourth line voice. Uh, bidding closed on a Connor McDavid rookie card. It sold for $113,000, 176 Wait, $113,176. Wow. Uh, I guess the pack that it came in is a pack that only includes five to eight cards, and the pack is like $500. What? Yeah. So, that's- so I didn't know that. I thought this was just like a super rare card that like – as a kid, you dream that like somehow there's a billion packs and like you get the one with the super the rare one. card. Yeah. Like, you know, they used to trick you with those, like, jersey cutout ones, and you'd be like, hell yeah. Dude, what, what was the baseball card that was huge? And it wasn't even, like, a fucking, like – I mean, he was a well-known dude, but he wasn't, like – was it Roy – it wasn't – who the fuck was it? I'm going to keep – keep talking. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know why anyone would spend $113,000. Like, there. does the price on that even go up? I, I just don't understand – Card right. economics. Dude, Honus Wagner, 3.12 million. Why is Honus Wagner's baseball card worth 3.12 million? I don't even know. Is he like an old time player? I mean, Mickey Mantle's 1.13 and Babe Ruth is 717,000. So how, how does Honus Wagner of all people do that? Like, I, here's the thing. And I, I think I'm a pretty good baseball fan. Like, I grew up, I know a lot of the old time players and shit like that. And I'm sure Honus Wagner was like pretty decent, but like for him to be almost three times Mickey Mantle? kind of blows my mind yeah i mean i i don't know much about him i just looked him up too uh nicknames were hans and the flying dutchman uh i mean flying dutchman the gilderland fucking honus wagner's dude so i mean this guy played started his pro career in 1897 dude but eight eight time nl batting champion five time ribby leader five time stolen base leader world series he batted a career 329 so it must be like during that time he was the best baseball player in the world. Yeah, he's probably like kind of like a legend. Like maybe he wasn't like maybe for a few years he's like the best of his time. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you were someone But during that time is when baseball cards got big or something. Right. Like I'm sure there was some like ninety seven year old like in like uh Youngstown, Ohio that like when he saw that card get sold, he was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but Connor McDavid's rookie card going for 113 grand. I mean, it kind of gives me hope that like trading cards are back, dude. Yeah, I just the other thing too is where do you even get 
five hundred dollar packs. Like, I don't know. You don't just it's walk gotta be, in store it's gotta be special order, dude. You got to order them online. I think you're like entering raffles. Is it kind of like the shoe game? Like our friend Dubsy, who's really into collecting shoes, oh. he's entering like raffles for Yeezuses, and he's like, "Hey, man, can you enter your email and let me know if you get anything?" It's like I don't know what's happening for sure. Yeah, I mean, I. Don't... I have no idea. I I always saw you just go to the vault, dude, and get a couple packs. Maybe what we should do is we should try to find like a professional hockey card collector and have him on the pod. That would be unbelievable. And that's probably very doable. We, we should just reach out to the guy who bought this for a hundred thousand dollars and be like, "Bud, you really like Connor McDavid, huh?" No, we should reach out to the guy who sold it. See, these are things where if we had a business development person on this podcast, we wouldn't forget about this. <laughs> like, this is a good idea. Yeah, but. We probably won't execute, but, like, in theory, I'm glad we got it out there. Hey, guys, if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to tweet at BizDev about getting trading card collectors on the podcast. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, last story in NHL in the news is Classic Buffalo. We're back, dude. Uh, Kevin Adams was named the GM after the Buffalo Sabres fired 22 people. That is right. They fired 22 people. Oh, wait, never mind. They fired 21 people because they accidentally fired their tech guy who held all their passwords and was like, eh, just LOL, JK. <laughs> like, we didn't mean to fire you. Uh, I thought that was nuts. And then also, uh, when they locked Harbor Center in March and melted the ice, they didn't properly monitor the, uh, the HVAC. The boards warped, and now they need to be replaced. So, uh, I mean, Buffalo, this has not been a great offseason for Buffalo, considering it's not in the offseason. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have a couple things on this. One, uh, Kevin Adams, that's kind of like – he reminds he, me of the old, he played he, for the Hurricanes, correct? I want to say he did. He yeah. Reminds, he reminds me of the old guy in NWO. I'll put a picture in here. He, I know he was a Bruins draft pick, and he never played for the Bruins. But he was a guy who had, a, like, a super weird career, and it's very strange to me that Kevin Adams is a GM. But, I mean, maybe he's a genius. I just don't – I didn't know it. He went to Miami University, dude. I don't really think that qualifies him as a genius. I don't think so either. I don't know. My other thing on this was so – I don't know if he was the person, but – so Kevin, Kevin Nash. That's who Kevin Adams reminds me of, Kevin Nash. All right, keep going. So Kevin Adams is the guy who had to fire everybody, correct? I want to say no, dude, yeah. because it was Botterill who was a GM, and he just got fired. So I want to I say Pagula. No, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that – what it, was, it wasn't Botterill. I'm pretty sure Kevin Adams, they were like, hey, you're the new GM. Yeah, Botterill, Botterill was the GM. Kevin Adams just got named to be the GM. The person who did that, I'm pretty sure, was the Pagulas who own the Sabres. Right, but they told him his first job as GM was to fire 21 people. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he had to fire all those people. That's – I mean, that's wanting a job 101, dude. Like – Having to go up and be like, hey, man, I'm the new GM. And like, hey, like, you're fired, like, 21 times. Like, he's never been a GM before. He was working on, like, the business side of things, I'm pretty sure. And then he just had to fire 21 people. So Can you imagine him walking into the office and, and everybody's like, Kev, what's up, dude? And he's like, I'm the GM. And everybody's like, fuck yeah, dude, congrats, Kev. What a flex. That's cool. What, what are you, what are you going to do? Well, you're fired. Dude, I know. And that's – so that's the other thing is like I was thinking about him being super selfish for being like taking this job and firing everyone. Gotta take that. But if I if it was my first chance to be a GM, I would take the job and fire everyone. But I mean, I feel like I would come out looking like a huge puss. Like there's no way I just like shoot out a mass email. Bro, I would fire my mom to be an NHL GM. <laughs> I'm just saying, would you do? You would go face to face. Would you call like a meeting? Have them all come in? Like 
what would be your strategy for those 21 fires? Strictly like FaceTime, phone calls, text, email, face-to-face, -face, group setting, what's the deal? You know what I do is I bring in all 22 people, I put them in a room directly in front of me. I'm on three steps, levels above them, sitting in like a throne, and I just look at all of them, and I just, I just give them a fucking thumbs down. Yeah, all right. <laughs> There's no you don't way. think that'd be sick? That would be sick, but you don't think you would get like your ass kicked or something like that? I mean, <laughs> no. I guess no, the answer is no, no dude. I, just, I didn't do anything. I just gave him a thumbs down. It's Fair. life, dude. You know what? Those guys who are fired from the Sabres should have known it's been coming. They've been a laughing stock for the past, like, 20 fucking years. Like, I feel like it's kind of overdue. Yeah. I, I think they came out and said that they weren't pleased with the hockey operations or the hockey people that they had and that they're going to be hiring people that aren't your normal hockey people. Which is like, I don't know if you want to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Also, I just found out these are the same people that own the Bills. I thought I thought people liked them, so that's kind of confusing, I guess. But I don't think people are, like, upset about this. If, if I was a Sabres fan, I'd be fucking pumped. Like, we're fucking – we're starting over, dude. Like No, I don't think that's the vibe at all, dude. I think people are pretty rattled that they just fired. Yeah, like, they suck, and they have continued to suck. What, what did they just do right now that's going to affect their next season? They just gave a guy who's never been a general manager in the NHL like the job along with these owners who just fired everybody to rebuild the organization and now they're going to do it in a non-normal way. That sounds crazy to me. I guess, I guess, dude, but if I was a Sabres fan and we sucked for that long and I went through the same shit year after year, something is better than nothing. That's kind of how I would look at it. Like, like yeah, you want to know what? This could be a disaster, but how is that any different than what's going on right now? The only thing I'll agree with you on is a lot of people were saying, Botterill, like, you got to give a guy, like, five years. Um, people were hyping up the Sabres. Like, they signed Skinner to a lot of money. I thought that was dumb from the start. Like, I don't think he did a good job building around Jack Eichel. And that's the other thing I want to say about Buffalo. When people talk about Buffalo, they act like it's so, like, there's so much despair. They don't just have Jack Eichel. They have Rasmus Dahlin, who's, like, unbelievable. Like, yeah, they have a franchise center and a franchise defenseman who are both young. Like, they can figure it out. So, I guess, I guess to be a hypocrite, like, if you think of it that way, then you're hopeful that this will, this will do it. The players seem to like their coach. I think Kruger's still there, correct? Yeah. They like him. So, I mean, if they like him and they kept the coach – Maybe the players will be happy. Everyone's acting like Jack Eichel's probably freaking out right now. Maybe you are, right? Maybe we don't know. Maybe Jack Eichel is the one who called this hit. Damn, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. People have, yeah, but people have been kind of, like, doing that funny, like, oh, Jack Eichel's now the coach, the GM, and Jack Eichel, which, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he said, hey, Bagula, Botterill's out, dude, or I'm out. Yeah, who do you want to be at GM? Kevin fucking Adams, dude. Maybe that's what happened. Who knows? That was our NHL in the news segment this week. Uh, moving on to EASHL. I made some trades in my franchise mode, dude. I won the cup my first year. I actually sent out a tweet. So the Rangers won a cup. They don't have a captain. So I was really interested to see who it went to. It went to Libor Hayek, who handed it to Pavel Buchnevich, who handled it to Phil DiGiuseppe, who handled it, handed it to Henrik Lundqvist, which is probably the weirdest – thing I've ever seen in my life, especially because Ray Ferraro was like, oh, yeah, you always want to see who the first person gets passed to. And it's like Pavel Buchnevich. Okay, that's a little bit weird. So maybe NHL could kind of focus a little bit more on that. I mean, dude, if it would take me two minutes to tell you who would get the cup on, all like, all 30 teams. It's really not that hard. 
Um, that's my first thing. Second thing, I traded for Zook, had to do it. Uh, Off-season and scouting to me is too fucking stressful, dude. There's too much shit going on, especially with, like, the arena upgrades and, like, making sure ever all the fans are happy. I don't know. And then my last thing I have on this, in the draft, so, like, I, I play my franchise mode. You play your franchise mode on your system, right? We yeah. both go through the year. Are the players that are going to be drafted going to be the same in both of our games? Uh, like, is, is player X always going to be an 85, like, in your game and my game? Or, do, or do they change? Because if, if they're not, you've played the game for your, like, year five in your franchise. You're going to have to start letting me know who the good rookies are to draft. So I know for a fact, like, if, like year one, year one and year two, it stays the same because it's, like, a, a lot of the players that are already in. Right. Um, that in what like the ohl or the whl but when you go past that or like any of the americans or the european players that they make up uh those change every year because i because i've done different ones and i've looked like for because i've i always try to draft like elite russian goalies late in the rounds because they're always <laughs> there and i always try to look for their name they're never there the next time i do it so that definitely doesn't happen dude too i would suggest this to anyone who does franchise mode unless you really like the gm stuff i just turn g i turn owner stuff off so i don't set the arena i don't do any of that stuff i just do like trades drafting signing i just do the gm stuff i can't fuck with the owner stuff the owner stuff's exhausting dude also and i don't know if you agree with this i don't know if you consider this cheating i don't enjoy player morale i don't like it in any of the games like sometimes like there's a guy who's like a 78 overall and you know him in real life and he's a guy who grinds and he knows not every game is a given and then if he's on your franchise mode and he's not playing, he's, like, pouting. Yeah. Like, it's like, attitude's down. He wants to get in the lineup. It's like, dude, in real life, you know your role. I don't yeah. like that. No, I get that. I, I mean, my team out right now is a 70, and we just won the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah, like, what, what do you guys need me to do? Like, why are you telling me Julian Goche is a presence, dude? <laughs> <laughs> is that really what it says? Yeah. Do you ever see that, like – I like how in-depth the game went to the point where it, it, like, makes up who the players like on the team and who they don't like. Does the like, presence mean that they should get the A or C? Is that what that means? I don't know. It, it, I don't know what a presence means, honestly. Like, I maybe Everybody else is neutral. Boys. There's only two people that are presence. It's Julian Gauthier and Henrik Lundqvist. So, I'm assuming that means that people respect them. Give them the C. I can't give Julian Gauthier. You should give Luber Hayek the C because he carried the cup for No, you. I made sure I gave it to Mika, dude. So Mika's my captain. Adam Fox has an A, and uh, Matt Zugarello has an A. I actually just traded Jacob Truba. Uh, that one hurt, but I got a first-round pick for him. And, and a, a kid that was drafted in the top 20 in the first round, I have him on my third line. He's fucking sick. His name's Jonathan – fuck. I don't know. He's Swiss. I don't know. He's sick. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, and then last thing with this, we've been playing with the Senators. We were dominating too much, so we just changed to the uh, to the Red Wings. What do you have on the Red Wings makeup here on NHL 20? We are, we're undefeated with the Red Wings, correct, or am I wrong? We're pretty good with the Red Wings, dude. Yeah, we're undefeated with them. I would say they're a pretty bad team, although I will say – uh, compared to the Senators, I like. I think I like some of their star players better. I think Larkin, Mantha. Larkin flies. And Bertuzzi's pretty good. And Bertuzzi's then, okay. And the best part about the Red Wings is you can go in and edit their lines and you can put Henrik Zetterberg out there with Johan Franzen as like a third or fourth line. I bump him up to the second line because I know that leadership means everything. But that's also another really 
fun thing you can do. Because then you're playing against people and they're like, uh, I thought Zetterberg and Franzen retired eight years ago. No, nah, they're still getting paid. Dude. Yeah, there's nothing better, too, than being, like, my favorite is just being the worst team in the NHL and then, like, beating the Penguins in, like, convincing yeah. fashion because it's just – it's like, buddy, get it together. So, I, I really like that aspect. And then when you lose, you can be like, whoa, we're playing with the Red Wings. 100%. Like, when I play with the Rangers, like, by myself, if I would ever play, like, the Senators or the Red Wings, I'd be like – all right, whoever's playing this game, like, sucks at hockey. Yeah. And, like, we do that, and we just pump people. So, it's a little reverse uh, Reverse what psychology there is. Uh, Rangers-Bruins talk. I only have one thing. Leas Anderson staying in Sweden says he doesn't want to come over. I cannot believe this, but I think that we have found the biggest bust in New York Rangers draft history, and that is including Hugh Jessman, Al Montoya, Jamie Lundmark, Dan Blackburn, Bobby Sanguinetti, Leas Anderson takes the cake. And uh, it's, it's a sad moment, but, like, I'm pretty jacked up, pretty jacked up by it. He has taken – I hate him more than Mark Stahl, I think, like that much. Like, what a sellout. What an absolute sellout. So, Leas Anderson, I'm not going to wish you good luck, dude. You'll get whatever you get. Yeah, I mean, at least Mark Stahl loves to be a Ranger, dude. You can't fault him there. He loves – he shows up. He loves Mark, it. Mark Stahl would die to be in the lineup, dude. <laughs> You'll probably be there for the rest of your life. So, I guess I agree with that. Just the way Leah Sanderson went out and, like, obviously it's pretty funny to look back and it basically his only highlight of the season was tripping over that cord and then getting sent overseas, dude. Like, I mean, dude, that's in sixth grade when you're reading uh, all those stupid fucking books and, like, you're going through, like, different literary themes and you hear about foreshadowing. Leas Anderson tripping over that chord. If I was, like, a sixth grade English teacher, I would just show my class that and be like, this is the, an example of foreshadowing. I do want to go back, though, and I'm just curious, and I'm not trying to roast you because I don't know which way you went with it. Uh, but when Leas Anderson threw the silver medal in the Loved crowd, it. you were pumped. Loved it. I was too, and it's kind of funny looking back on it that it was probably like he probably threw it in the crowd for all the wrong reasons. He threw it in the crowd because he was having a temper tantrum. I thought he would throw it in the crowd because like he was pissed that he lost, and I thought that was kind of a nails thing. He threw it in the crowd because he was genuinely like upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to say. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Definitely a weird era. I think a lot of people say it, but at least you got heat on that first round, so it does not sting that bad. Um, yeah, that sucks, dude. I don't think it does, dude. I'm kind of pumped about it. I think he pretty that pretty much just ends the fact that he'll ever be a New York Ranger, and I'm I'm very okay with that. Fair enough. I don't. I just I don't get like, like who the fuck is he? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have like these 18, 19 year old kids who who fucking work their bag off and like want to be in the NHL, and like you get drafted by an original six team. And they're just telling you, hey, man, just work work your bag off and fucking learn the game. And you can't even do that without throwing a hissy fan going home. And then blaming it on the organization to later f- come find out it was just because you were playing video games at night. Right, dude. Do you think, don't you think Greg McKegg wished he was in the gulag late at night, too? Oh, my God. Greg McKegg lives for the gulag, dude. Like, ugh. It makes me sick, dude. Honestly, it makes me fucking sick. Uh, what do you have on the Bruins? Two things quickly. One, we just talked about Eichel. I just figured I would toss it down here. Just because Jack Eichel like grew up a Bruins fans from Boston doesn't mean we're gonna be able to trade for him. Like, in what world would a general manager be like? You know what would fucking do us good is if we traded Jack Eichel 
to the Boston Bruins and didn't get any of their star players back. That's that's how we're going to win the cup and get out of this division. The like, only what? way you guys get Eichel is if you trade Pasternak, Marchand, or Bergeron. That is the only way Jack Eichel goes to Boston, and I don't think you do that. Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe Bergeron. And I only say that just because he's a little bit older. I know that sounds absolutely preposterous because he's one of the best centers in the game, but I'm, I'm talking age into this too. But, like, I don't know. Right, and if you're a Sabres fan personally, like, if you got, like, Bergeron or Marchand who's old, I would be pissed. Yeah. I would be so pissed. Like, you would have to give up such a haul. There's no way the Bruins do this. That's why I was so ra- – I was so rattled because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I thought Jack Eichel would probably, like, sign smaller contracts kind of like Tavares and ended up being a UFA. That's, I was so rattled he committed so much time to Buffalo, like, in this shit storm. It's kind of – going against him. And as soon as that happened, that my thoughts of him ever being a Bruin like dwindled to nothing. Like maybe at the back end of his career, but like we're not that? trading for him. Yeah. So fuck off with your clickbait blogs on that. My my other Bruins thing I just wanted to shout out just because it's kind of a weird thing. Kevin Miller, like it's really weird to think Is he back? He went, no, no, he's not back. He's he's trying to get back. He's been trying to get back for like a long time now. I don't know. Great player, kind of came out of nowhere. Ton of injuries. I guess he's had, in the last couple of years, four knee surgeries, and it says Kevin Miller can tie his shoes and walk up and down stairs somewhat normally now. So, and the, and the thing is, is he still wants to come back. Uh, I think he's got – next year would be his last year on the contract, or it's up at the end of this summer. I don't know what's happening, man, but he was a guy who wasn't the best player but gave it – is all, and I, I can't imagine how hard it is for him going through four knee surgeries and trying to come back. He's killer, right? Yeah. He, uh, I mean, that he's just a tough dude. I hope he does. That'd be such a, it, if he, if he can't come back, I mean, there's nothing wrong. You, I mean, dude, he did everything he could. I just want to be shocked if, if he came back, like knowing like the type of makeup a player he is, I can see him coming back and like making that a sick story. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say on that is I just don't know if it'll be with the Bruins because we have so much depth on D and so many young guys. But, but he's, a, he's a California guy. I know Kings, Ducks are both kind of in the dumps. If you look at their D, D pairs, they both kind of suck. Maybe bounce back at home on a team with less pressure. I think he could, and I think he could still be a serviceable 6, 7, D for sure. Well, hopefully he ends up doing that. Um, all right, Beerly ground up. There's still no ice here. Um, so that kind of sucks, but you just played in a game. Tell us all about it, dude. Yeah, it was awesome, guys. Uh, uh, there were a good amount of regulations, but there was nothing that I thought was over the top, and there were some people complaining. It was like, dude, shut up. Like, you know how many people wish they were playing hockey right now? Um, first things first, I pulled up in the rink. Uh, we're supposed to, like, get our bottoms on in the car or whatever, which is kind of weird because there weren't locker rooms open yet. Um, and when I got there, there were just so many ice hockey players at outside their cars getting dressed, drinking beers, talking. It was, like, incredible. It was like a festival for hockey players. I was like, holy shit, hockey is back. You could tell there were guys sitting there from their last game. Like, just just that damn get go home every moment, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was awesome. When we played, the only two weird things that happened really uh, – one, we had, like, assigned spots on the bench, which I didn't really mind. I actually thought it was, like, it was okay. Like, signed spots on the bench. So, essentially, 
you always just went back to the same spot. I was kind of cool with it. Like I had yeah. my spit pile, like I had my water bottle, whatever. Like people, like people who like get really bothered about being close to like the right door in beer league. Like it's not the end of the world, dude. Like I understand sometimes, but like we're going to live. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, and it made no sense to me, refs don't want to use, they don't want the refs to use whistles because they're like spraying. So they had like those dog whistles that are like that, like really high pitched noise. And it was fucking effective, dude. Like, I heard that. Like, it was so quiet, but, like, so in your ear, you stopped immediately. Dog. Really? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's interesting, dude. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it really fucking threw me off. But I thought about it. In, like, a really busy rink now, sometimes, like, if there's a crowd, like, the whistle gets muffled. Like, yeah. that does that sound does not get muffled. Do you think we switched to dog whistles? <laughs> I don't know, man. It really cut me off guard because, like, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> interesting dude I, I, that's the first that i've heard of that you should write a blog about the dog whistles going on right now yeah side note too uh we got outshot like 35 to 8 and we won three to two we have the best goalie in the league and probably the worst team so that's what it's all about how was your elevate stick it was great i think i told you guys this um i didn't know what to expect because i'm a pretty modest curve guy I was, i've always been a modest curve guy i just thought it helped more with like passing and i i felt like playing defense that's what i needed uh great first pass that's what they instill with you free agent frenzy yeah so i mean this is kind of a gnarly curve but like the weight of it the feel of it everything about it felt perfect um my first shot i'm not gonna lie i sailed it high like i'm talking net like like oh boy yeah, just but yeah but that's the curve that you're using i think something like 75 percent of nhl nhlers use that curve i know but i've never fucked with it it's crazy because I think you have to have a ton of skill, but I will say, like, passing was incredible with it. Um, I thought it was a great stick, dude. Like, I'm not really, like, a geek into sticks, so I can't give you, like, information that, like, other people could. But when I look – when I have a stick, like – and I don't know if you'll agree with this. It's not always the first shot. It's the first time you step on the ice and you just give it, like, a little bit of a handle. You can almost, like, tell if you're going to like the stick or not. It's, like, that immediate feel. So and I, I liked it. All right, that's good to know, man. I'm glad. That Have you used cool. one? Did you get one? Are you going to use it? I mean, I've been shooting pucks outside. I feel like my shots. I feel like my shots harder, but that could just be me. <laughs> How many pucks a day, dude? Oh, I've been shot in a little while. I need to keep doing that. And I'm gonna hey, you should start doing 100 pucks a day. 100 pucks a day. I only have like eight pucks, and so I have to pick up pucks <laughs> like 11 times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll start with like 16, but it's worth something, dude. Yeah. You should just start making driveway videos of you just clapping off. I don't hate it. All right, we'll get it going. All right, we'll figure it out. Um, that was Beer League Roundup. Uh, Patty B has a voicemail. If you guys are interested in leaving a voicemail, call in 518-309-2595. It's 518-309-2595. Patty B, here we go. Hey, boys. Patty B wants to know what we're listening to uh, on the way to the rink. Not a bad question. So I used to have an iPod. So I have all my music for my iPod and my iTunes, and I just keep that on my phone. So I would say a majority of the time when I'm listening to music, I'm listening to music that's actually on my iPhone. 
And if that's not the case, I'm, I'm definitely a Spotify guy. Yeah, that's fair, dude. I think uh, I usually, like, I have, like, a 35-minute drive. Usually, like, first 15, 20 minutes, I usually keep it light with, like, podcast, sports talk radio, something like that. And then when I realize, you know, I'm, like, 10, 15 minutes out, that's, that's when I go to the music, usually rap or, like, a classic rock situation. I will say, though, Ken, you are not like this, but I, I definitely – uh, I turn the music down when I go in the parking lot. Like, like, do you still, like, when you go into a rink parking lot, you know how there's always that one kid who's just always, like, jamming out to, like, something, like, so aggressive in his car? Yeah, that's, you- me. that's me, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do know him. That's me. I mean, how do, what do you feel on that? What's your, like, kind of thought process behind that, just trying to let people know that you're ready or, like? I mean – I do it honestly because I've been to a rink before walking in and some dude pulls up in a, in a car or a truck blaring music. And my first thought is, Oh shit. <laughs> like, I have to play this fucking guy. So yeah, I do it just, just in case another person on the other team's walking in. They're like, Oh fuck. The intimidation factor. <laughs> yeah, like That's the only reason I do it. It's not because I'm actually getting pumped up. I'm doing it. Cause hopefully somebody on the other team hears that. And they're like, Jesus Christ, Ken, Ken, yeah. make a Red Bull today. Jesus. We're about to, we're about to lose by six to a kid listening to Kesha on his <laughs> Exactly, dude. <laughs> you know me, bro. Uh, all right, Patty B, thanks again. Now we're going to get into our Dominic Moore zeros and zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, heroes and zeros time. My hero of the week, our bloggers have been crushing it, dude. Like, And I just kind of wanted to give them a shout-out. They uh, – I don't know. Just I I never have to be like, hey guys, you write a blog, they just fucking do it, and they enjoy doing it, and I appreciate it. And then like we have a text group that it's actually pretty fun. We got into Rihanna, uh, Nicki Minaj debate not too long ago. I think it was earlier this week. Uh, I don't know. They've been great, and just shout out to them, dude. Especially during a time where there's not hockey going on, it makes me really happy that when hockey is going on, I can't even imagine what's gonna be happening. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I guess that's true, right? Like we, if you think about it, we haven't really always had a lot of bloggers. And I, I mean, like how, how many times? Have, how many times have we tried this with like different people? They're like, oh yeah, we'll blog, and they write one blog, and then we never hear from them again. Probably the only OG blogger we really have that's not with us is Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie was a fucking gem, dude. Yeah, shout out Cousin Eddie. Go Leafs, go! I always wondered if I pissed him off because I was a Bruins fan, but I was always too scared to ask. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like he kind of he kind of went off the grid one day, and then he's back, but like he doesn't follow us. Like if you guys watch Barstool, like I feel like he's kind of our weird haircut Seth. A little bit, like that's kind of. But he, I don't know, he was fucking great for us. Like he just he, that guy loved content, lived for content. Hell yeah, he, I that agree. guy lived for Twitter wars, man. Honestly. Back back when Twitter wars were kind of still a thing, I feel like well, Twitter wars are a different thing now. Twitter wars are just two people yelling at each other about nothing. So Twitter uh, wars are way better than what it is now. Now it's just like Twitter bullying. Back then, when it, there was a war and like both people could get their boys in, and it wasn't like one person didn't claim that they were a, a superior human being. Like nowadays, it's fucking exhausting, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, I got two heroes of the week. I'll go first hero of the week. We already touched on. It. I just throw it out there again uh dad's father's day uh i don't know i mean i feel like being a hockey dad is a lot like 
realistically, if you think about it, like in order to let your kid play hockey, think about the money you put in, the time you put in, probably the bullshit you put up with. Dude, I think the time – so hockey's an expensive sport. I think the time and the bullshit you put up with are far worse than how much it costs. Yeah, but, I mean, the cost is high. The cost – that yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like that's how much time and how much bullshit you deal with as like a hockey parent. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with that. Like having to like volunteer for shit and just practice games, all of it. I don't know. I just figured out. Dude, you have to pretend to like all the other hockey parrots. Like that's got to suck. Yeah, dealing with those people. Right. Like, I'm those. sure a couple of them are beauties and like you have your best friends, but I'm sure there's a few hockey parents on the team that everybody kind of looks at each other like that's that's a that's an interesting family right there. Yeah. Nothing better though for dads than like drinking like a six pack of Molson's and like a Ramada in lobby. Uh, that's a big feel for them. Shout out, shout, let's just shout out some of your favorite hockey dads. Shout out to the hockey dads who uh, who stand in the Zamboni corner by themselves very intently the whole game. Do you have any? I mean, that's exactly – that's what my dad did. Like, my dad never really sat next to anybody. He, I feel like my dad was a great hockey dad. Uh, you have a great hockey dad. I, I – I don't know if I've ever talked like where I came from or all this shit, but I, I never really played organized hockey. Cause like we didn't really come from like a ton. So when I finally got an opportunity to play organized hockey, like I was in seventh grade and I was playing inside just like a regular hockey rink. And I legitimately thought I was like in the NHL. Like before that we didn't play in rinks. Like we just played outside, which is crazy to think about. Cause there was a moment in time when I would go to like a regular hockey rink and be like, Holy shit, I'm at Madison square garden. But really I was just at like the scarf rink in Schenectady. But you know what I mean? So like, so growing up, I didn't really have that. But when we got, when you and I started playing together and shit, there there were a few times that your old man brought me on the on the road with him and fucking bought me dinners. And as we got older, beers and shit. I mean, your your dad's an OG hockey dad. Yeah, uh, Biz Dev's dad, who's just, I mean, that guy loves life, man. And like, he's OG. You got Doc Murray. There isn't a rink that guy has been kicked out of. Uh, Mr. Awesome, who I, that's his nickname. I mean, that's Mr. Awesome. You got fucking Paulie O'Donnell. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. If I am, I'm sorry. I think I nailed all, all the boys' dads, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I think uh, – and that's oh, something – TJ Delaney's dad. All <laughs> time. Dale Delaney. Look him up. I, I think, too, just having, like, a, like a, a good hockey dad, not a – a dick hockey dad is pretty much the difference between having like a good kid, like a, a kid who likes to play hockey and like can be coached. And like, you know who, you know who is a sick hockey dad? Like a sick it was Scott Spencer. Scott Spencer was a fucking sick hockey dad. Like that guy loved getting banged up, and that guy loved Nashville Predator hockey. Like I, <laughs> I fucking I love Scott Spencer, man. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, on that note, who's your <laughs> who's your zero of the week? You should put that on. They should put that on a T-shirt. Loves getting banged up in Nashville <laughs> Predator hockey. That's what it is, dude. Uh, my zero of the week still no ice in upstate New York. I, I guess they have ice on the calendars or are in early July for Clifton Park and I think for the Scarf Rink. And then I just heard the other day that that wasn't true. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'm so jealous that you're playing hockey. Can you like play open hockey right now? I don't know. I don't know of any, no. I don't really think. Thing like that? I don't think rinks are filling time slots like that. Like I don't think there's like free skates or open figure skate or any of that. I think it's just like people like clubs and, leagues like that i'm sure if you went to the league if you went if i went to the rink and was like i want to get like a tuesday night skate i could get one 
but it has to be organized. This might sound weird to you. Like I play in the the winter hockey, like our league, and I really enjoy that league. Right. It's like some of my best friends are on that team. Right. There's nothing more enjoyable, at least for me, than like a Tuesday or Wednesday night skate or even a Sunday night skate at like the Glens Falls Civic Center or Saratoga. When it starts at eight, you get done at nine 30, you get there. The teams are separated into two. You have whites and darks. And you just get out there and you play hockey. Like, those are some of the best fucking times, man. Because it's like, it breaks up the middle of your week. You have nothing else really going on. And you get there and, and the hockey's fucking good. And it's nice. I can't wait to see all the fellas again. Like, that'll be really cool. Uh, you were talking about having drinks in the, in the parking lot. Like, I can't even imagine what, the, what that scene's going to be like up there in Glens Falls. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I fucking, I miss... I miss those types of skates the most, I think. Just like those random ones. It's not a league. Like, you pay 15 bucks to, like, drop in and play. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, my other hero of the week. I just wanted to give him some shine for two reasons. One, because Gritty uh, is my hero of the week. One, he was innocent, right? He tried to get slant, slander, right? It was slander. They dragged him through the mud. It was bull crap. Uh, two, somehow Gritty lost mascot of the year to – the lizard in Las Vegas, like, yeah. what is that thing? It's things. What's its name? Like Chance or something? I think so. Chance the lizard lot, lick toe. I don't. I don't know what that was about. I just wanted to say, Gritty attended a socially distant kindergarten graduation. He was out there. He had his mask on. He's blown bubbles. He was giving back to the community, just like he would have if he had to have some probation or something like that. But he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Um, it just shows there's a softer side. I have two things on this. Why is the Las Vegas mascot a fucking lizard if you're the Knights? I don't know. Are there – I mean – How is this that is not probably a, a really good, I don't know. I think it's not actually a lizard, dude. It might have – it looks like one, though, no? Can you look that up for me? If it's a dragon, it kind of makes sense. Of course. It's probably like a – Is it a dragon? It's the Gila monster. I think a Gila monster is like kind of like a kimono dragon. Why, dude? You're the knights, man. It's a venomous lizard, dude. No, it's a lizard. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard, dude. You're the. Why is that not a horse, dude? Knights ride a soldier, bro. Have it be the knight. No, dude. Well, yeah. No, dude. What they should do is get a fucking horse and have a knight mascot ride the horse around. Yes, I 100% agree with that. That would be Las Vegas. That's a no-brainer. But some guy just dressed up in that costume. How is he better than Gritty? He's just like every – he's just like all the other 29 mascots in the league. You see one, you see them all. It's like you're yeah. doing your dance. You're on the Jumbotron. You know how to shoot a fucking T-shirt into the crowd. Give me something special. This guy has never done that for me. Never, dude. Yeah, Gritty fucking bodying people, which brings me out to my next point, dude. So I've been crushing a ton of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've been talking to you about this, and, like, they have some really funny ones. They really only have one episode that really incorporates the Flyers. It's when Matt calls into that show, and then he gets in. Take the shot. So I was thinking about, like, the new season of Always Sunny, and, like, they do a lot throughout the course of the seasons with Charlie dressed as Green Man and, like, going out to Philly Fanatic. You got to get Charlie and Gritty in the same fucking – in the same room. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a yeah. no-brainer, right? Like, they, yeah. and they have to have an episode for Gritty, and then I can't wait to watch the Always Sunny in Philadelphia – coronavirus episode that is going to be must watch television yeah dude no i i agree on on both accounts i will say though i think uh the another difference between chance the lizard and gritty is that gritty would go on it's always sunny and like chance the lizard would not like 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, gritty, gritty. If Ch- if Chance was a real like animal, gritty would throw it up and hit it with a baseball bat. Right. Like, who's winning in that fight? Like, he'll run him over with his car. He wouldn't even be doing it to have a fight. He'd be doing it because it was like Wednesday, and he had a baseball bat in his hand, and he saw it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit this thing with this baseball bat." Man. Yeah, I agree, dude. Or if they like could make an episode where like Charlie somehow became gritty, like he um, was the mascot. Oh my god, can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> that would be electric. Oh yeah, that would be good. So I I agree with that on all accounts. Shout out gritty, dude. Uh, oh, you delete. What about BizDev's heroes and zeros, dude? He's not here, so. <laughs> just so everyone knows his zero was sunburns yeah his hero was uh the brendan yip interview which we're going to talk about and then out of mention dan Morenci talking about how the rinks were going to be open which i brought up earlier um do you want me to read biz dev stuff what does it say Boys, when it rains, it pours. The fellows are hitting their stride again and shaking off the COVID cross. This week alone, BizDev was in contact with multiple brands and cool people coming on the podcast. Elevate Hockey and the inventor of the composite stick, Tim Peterson, are set to come on next week. We have the Green Biscuit founder, Tom Peterson, coming on the following week and even got a DM response from Pavel Barber. The kid is hot in the DMs. Who should he reach out to next? I mean, you can't fault BizDev uh, for the fact that – still trying to get a shit in. And he's confident, right? Kid doesn't lack confidence. Sometimes that's half the battle. Would would you consider that cocky? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the kid's hot. You can't deny it, other than the fact he's not here. But I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, he he has he has reached out to a ton of people, and that's good. Uh, we have a we have like a new potential sponsorship that's going to be beginning very shortly that we're all really pumped to talk about. Uh, it's going to be fucking sick. So we'll, we'll get on that, uh, at a later date. Um, Brendan Yip, he came on. Uh, I think that podcast is dropping Wednesday. One of my favorite podcasts that we've done. I know I say that pretty much every time we interview somebody new, but tell some really cool stories about when he was playing in junior and like Adam foot. So be, be sure to check out that podcast when we release that it's with company 39, who, Shout out to Joey and Matt and uh, Meg over there. They're doing a great job. Uh, yeah, so that's that. And now our last segment of the week, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. So we were talking about this. Top three things about a barbecue experience. Before we get into it, Hal is trying to tell me that at barbecues you don't cook hot dogs and hamburgers. No, I, I think I'm going to oh, that. Oh, no. The only reason – can I say my piece or no? Go I had some time to reflect on it. I just don't like – if you're having a barbecue and you're cooking hot dogs and hamburgers, you can call that a barbecue. You just got to spell the word out. You can't write BBQ. If you write BBQ, as soon as I say see BBQ, I expect barbecue sauce. That's the bottom line. I think the opposite. When I see BBQ, I think hot dogs, hamburgers. When I see barbecue spelled out, then I think we're having like brisket. No, there's no way you think that. Yeah, I would think that because I would have to actually read barbecue and reading barbecue, I think barbecue type sauce and shit. BBQ. I read, like, I read the official definition of barbecue before this, and it basically aligns with the fact that a barbecue is just any, uh, it's just grilled. any type of meat being grilled. 
Like right. a hot dog or a hamburger. All right. So what the fuck are we arguing about, dude? I love it, dude. All right. So our top three things about the barbecue experience. I put this on here because I cooked up some new shit this week that uh, I'm pumped about. So my third star about the top three things about the barbecue experience. Dude, I love bringing my speaker out there and just jamming classic rock. Like I'm talking Tom Petty, the Eagles. Give me some sun. I have my sunglasses on. I got a good playlist playing. I need music when I'm grilling. Hell yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, I'll just kind of connect mine. My third star is be, uh, actually, crap, I didn't put this on the list. So I won't say that. Yeah, I, I like it because you're alone. You can listen to music. Usually maybe, the- maybe a little fog hat, slow ride. Shout out John Lee. There's always like, I keep a, a bottle opener there in case I have a bottle I want to open. Fuck yeah. uh, it's That's just a place to drink and listen to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, my third star, I'll go right into it then. Uh, marination station. I think a big part of barbecue, especially steak, chicken. I actually, I take, I enjoy the fact that you can marinate it, you know, night before, uh, get a nice coat on, get those juices flowing, kind of take pride in the flavor that you deliver. Uh, we kind of started mixing it up with some homemade marinades, which is kind of interesting. That's next level. I can you think. Ta- can you talk to me about that? Like, what do you have in your marinades? What What would I be tasting? Because that's something I need to start marinating my chicken into something different. Because it's just getting old. I don't. I don't know. We kind of do everything. If there's one marinade at the store, if you go to the store, there's this chicken marinade. It's called Sell It at Hannaford. It's like lemon garlicious or something like that. Fire. Absolute okay. fire. It's a little expensive. It's worth it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of like citrus, like lime kind of flavored stuff. That kind of works well, plays. World's your oyster, though, dude. That's, that's fucking cool that you guys do your – so when you do your own homemade like marinade, like what are you even like putting into that shit? Just a ton of different like spices and shit? Yeah, and then like fresh stuff. Like we did one with like fresh limes, and then like we blended and chopped up like some cilantro and stuff like that. and think it was cilantro i don't know dude honestly 55 96 percent of this i'm more of a uh, passenger i'm not really the driver of the situation dude so don't quote me <laughs> i love how you're like yeah i make my own homemade marinade no but yeah. I, I put it on physically i more was talking about the part of putting it on and then i you, ex- you execute the the, ro- the roommate's the engineer you're the executor Exactly, dude. It's tag team, I guess, unfortunately. What's your second star before I keep talking about that? <laughs> my second star, Twisted Teaser Land Sharks, dude. Those are my two summer drinks, and that's what I'm going to stick with. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Twisted Teas. I don't know if they changed them up. I know I've always liked them, but I can just gas Twisted Teas right now, dude. I don't know why. Uh, so shout out to them. There's nothing like it being like 100 degrees outside, just having an ice-cold Twisted Tea and like one-touching it without even purposely one-touching it. So I haven't had a Twisted Tea in quite some time, unfortunately. When you come home next, we're going to do Twisted Teas. Um, I will say, though, there's not too many, like, six-packs that I can confidently say I could drink in 10 minutes. I, like, I know it's oh proven that I've done it in the past, and I could do it again. It would be re- like riding a bike. Do you remember when we went to uh, Lake George and you just you hammered a six-pack of Twisted Tea? Like, we, like we got the Twisted Tea at, like, 8.45. We're like, yeah, we're leaving for Lake George at 9.00. And nine o'clock came around and they were gone. <laughs> That's what it's all about, dude. Getting fueled up. So yeah, I would agree. I mean, twisted teas are nice. I haven't had a land shark in a while either. A lot of land shark, dude. What do you think? Of, do you, are you a land shark guy? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I'd have to drink it. It's been so long. I don't think I minded them. I'm really on like a Mexican beer kick right now. I know a land shark is kind of like it's like a lighter beer, correct? Like kind of like a Corona ish. St. Louis, Missouri. Hell yeah. 
good St. Louis beer. I'll I'll get Land Sharks and I'll report back to you, dude. Uh, second star. Oh, I just had to do this tonight. This really isn't a star. I guess I was just looking for something topical. Fucking cleaning it, dude. Like, I don't know about you, but like, you like cleaning it. I I the one thing I do like is fucking. I have like uh, what's the type? My grates are like uh, like cast iron, I think. Okay. So I have I like I like scrub it pretty hard. I just enjoy that scrub. Maybe give it a high heat, scrub it down. There's nothing like grilling. There's nothing like grilling on a clean grill. The act of cleaning it itself is terrible and i fucking suck at it but like when you like get like gross stuff on your food like you know it's transferred like that's just not gravy you can't be feeding other people if you have a dirty grill when do you clean your grill so they say you're supposed to do it with like high heat so i think the thing they say is like after like the food's done i think you're i could be totally wrong on this i usually i usually clean it right after i cook and then i put okay like some olive oil on the grates okay we uh I don't know. We normally do it. So like we'll grill, eat. And then the next time we go to use the grill before we grill, we turn up the high heat and clean it off right then. Yeah. I think either place, dude. Which I, you know, like cleaning the grill is nice, but it also isn't a bad thing to have a little bit of like old shit on there, dude. Also just like, I just want to throw it out there. Cause people are probably like act, saying we're idiots right now. Listening to us talk about it. Definitely. We're not claiming to be experts one. Right. And two, don't be like a beer snob. Don't be a barbecue snob or like, listen, I love, like, smokers. I love that green egg. If you have any of that shit and you make it, that's unbelievable. But don't fault me because I don't have it. What the hell is it? What's a green egg? It's like the smoker. You've, you've definitely seen one. I'll send you a photo. So where was I? I, I Somebody – so, like, you know when you do a turkey you put in the oven? Somebody smoked their turkey, I think, last year. Oh, was that a person I worked with had, like, a Friendsgiving? So – we had one that was in the oven and one that was smoked, and the one that was smoked was like a thousand times better than the one that was in the oven. Yeah, wasn't smoking a turkey so good. Yeah, I I would love to smoke a turkey. I always like I, I always like the guys. I don't know if you've seen us. I've seen people build smokers out of like fucking old lockers and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Like, why don't I have those skills? I don't know. Dude. What's your one star? I can't make my own marinade and I can't make a smoker either. No, dude, I often think that because I have like a ton of time. I'm just like playing video games and I actually want to start doing like fun things in my life. Maybe I'll take up like wood burning or like maybe I'll just start working on like trucks and shit. I don't know. My number one star, hot dogs or shish kebabs. It's Father's Day. Uh, It's a rough day for Ked. So Ked went, I went and visited the sheriff today, made sure I stopped and got a sheriff dog and a Dr. Pepper dude. So shout out to him. Love me a good hot dog. We just got a new grill, and the first thing I put on there was Stewart's hot dogs. Uh, and then I just started fucking around with shish kebabs. So, dude, shish kebabs are unbelievable. There's not a veggie that tastes better than one that comes off a shish kebab that's tied up with some chicken and some steak. My only thing is they're an absolute pain in the ass to cook. Have you ever cooked one? Well, my issue with kebabs in general is uh, – proportionately or accurately cooking the meat and the vegetables like to the right possible right and that and therein lies the issue yes. but like you want the shish kebabs to be together because of the flavor transfer and shit like that yes. but the reality of the situation is like a lot of the times you're not, again there's probably people being like you guys are fucking idiots yes. i have an issue cooking the meat well without burning some of the yes meat. dude yes 100 percent so the way I was taught to grill growing up, my dad did all the grilling. You keep something on its side for four minutes, and then when four minutes is up, you flip it over for four minutes, and then you look inside of it and see if it's done. 
So that's just kind of what I've always done. Shish kebab, dude, those things were on the fucking grill for like a half hour. They were like fucking thick chunks of meat. So like the veggies, I don't mind the veggie a little bit burnt, but dude, it took a while for these things to be cooked. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's tricky business, dude. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Low-key, and I love to grill, though, but kebabs in general, really easy to make them in the oven if you broil them. Put them on broil for a couple minutes and then flip them. You can yeah. look it up. It's a, okay. it's a solid alternative, dude. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Also, yeah. I wanted to say, hot dogs. I'm on a red hot dog cake right now, also called Snappers. Red hot dogs are where it's fucking at, uh, predominant in New England and in Chicago, I believe. I don't know. If you ever get a chance to eat a red hot, dude. And, and that one house in Saratoga Springs, that's where they're predominant. I'll never forget going over to your house, like, when you were in high school and, like, walk, you were walking outside with, like, your shirt off and just, like, a fucking plate of just <laughs> red hot dogs. And me just being, what the fuck is that, dude? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, if you come up here, we'll have some red hot dogs so you can fucking live the snap. I will say, I don't, um, I don't mind your Stewart selection. I'd love to try Stewart's hot dogs in the store, but I'm pretty much, and we talked about this place when we talked about Long Island, Nathan's hot dogs are pretty much my go-to uh, in the grocery store. I go Nathan's heavy. Um, yeah. That's I, it. Only, I only get Stewart's hot dogs. If I wasn't going to get a Stewart's hot dog, I'd probably go with the Nathan just because, like, I know I've had them at, like, Yankee Stadium and shit like that. So it's like you kind of know what you're fucking with there. Oh, yeah. Uh, side note, when I went to Maine to visit you, uh, I had lobster for the first time in my life, and I had a lobster roll for the first time in my life. Like last week I was talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, we got lobster rolls in Saratoga at this place called Eddie F's. Have you ever been there? Yes. Yeah. So my parents actually get lobster from there. That's the old like pizza place. I forget what it was called. Uh, I've never even heard of it until like a week ago. They have, they have fresh seafood. I guess. I heard they have bomb lobster rolls. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next time you're home, we'll go to Eddie F. Oh, I did. Uh, Fuck, my first star is pretty dumb, dude. I'll just say my first star is the top rack. I don't know if you guys, like, if you have a on your grill, like, I've got a top rack. For I'm fun? heavy. I, I just think I'm just big into using it. Uh, asparagus. I cook asparagus up there a lot. I think grilled asparagus is underrated. Oh, yeah. Buns are, buns are great up there, too. You're right. Anything you need to heat up quick, it's indirect heat, dude. It cooks slowly. I'm about that life. I think I think it just adds a second element. I have no idea why this is my first star top rack dude no i mean dude if you have a top rack use it like there if if, if if like if somebody asks you if you want your bun toasted or not and there's an option i won't believe you if you say you don't want it toasted Everybody dude it happens though it's happened to me kind of recently a couple of times people are like no i just like you don't want that option <laughs> you don't want your bread toasted it's a delicacy i feel like like i don't know any i feel like any restaurant that serves hot dogs uh, our hamburgers and they add that toasted bun it just brings a little pizzazz to us i'm about that too i agree that's kind of my new thing by the way i started this a couple of years ago when i go to a restaurant if a restaurant has a hot dog on the menu i order it no matter what so like i'll order my dinner and then i'll order a hot dog so like in my last relationship i think i went to texas texas roadhouse or something they had a hot dog i got a steak and a hot dog and, and <laughs> she was like what are you doing <laughs> that's a power move you should i I actually don't like that, but I think what you should do is you should start ordering it as an appetizer. That's kind of what I do. So like that's like that's like, like a hot dog to start. Yeah. 
That's fucking awesome, dude. Because, dude, the hot dog always comes out before your actual fucking meal. It takes, like, two minutes to cook a hot dog. Yeah, no matter how you cook it, it's done quick. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's going to be out quick. <laughs> That's so, a good point. I like that. I don't know. But that was a good podcast, man. I miss doing this. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed. How do you have anything else for the people at home, dude? That's it. I don't know. Remain hopeful that hockey still happens. I like I think sometimes, like, we have all this talk going on, but, like, nothing's set in stone yet. So, like, just keep oh, hoping. dude. If you talk to Valenny, you, you won't think the NHL will ever start again. Really? Oh, he is such a pessimistic little fucking rat right now about that. <laughs> like, when Austin Matthews got tested positive, he texted me. He's like, oh, yeah, so you still think playoffs are going to happen? I'm like, Kev. Can we just fucking can we chill out, dude? Yeah, so like, for let the me live my dream. I get it though, dude. He's just nervous, dude. He just wants hockey. I guess, dude. But like, we're Rangers fans. We're playing the Hurricanes. Like, there's a lot of fucking fun things. To be, like, me and Cowboy are all fucking gung ho, and then we hit up Kevin. He's like, "Yo, the, actually, the playoffs aren't even gonna happen." It's like, come on, like, <laughs> come on, dude. Help us out. All right, well, guys, we will talk to you. Oh, actually, one last thing, really quick. Disco texted me the other day, and he said while he was playing COD, he was talking to some guys who like hockey, and he got him to follow the morning skate. And that he says that I should change my Call of Duty name to Morning Skate Ken. Probably, dude. Apparently, I mean, connecting through COD's a power move. I don't hate it, but shout out to Disco also sliding in the DMs. So, you know, oh, you just gave a clap to Disco. I respect that. All right, guys, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Baggy clothes or rings in my nose to be cool. The scars on my knuckles match the scuffs on these cowboy boots. And there's a whole lot more like me. How about you? I punch the clock trying to make it to the top. How about you? Got no blue blood trust fund I can dip into Yeah, I wish Uncle Sam would give a damn About the man whose collar is blue But if he don't, hell, I'll make it on my own How about you? Chosen few But that's just me